What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive presented by Barstool Sports. I'm Jordy from Barstool, and with me as always, we've got Robbie O on the mic coming us to us from Manhattan. Robbie O, how you living this week? What buddy? is going on, Jordy? It's Thursday, one more day away from Friday. I see you got a little bit of a mustache going on since the last time I saw you. We got a little bit of a lettuce, too. Stereotypical yeah, lax yeah, flow going well, on there. I'm, I'm growing the flow out. That's more for me. And uh, the, the muzzy right now, you got, you know, the headstrong lax stash madness going no on. No shave Actually, November. It, uh, it would have just ended by the time that this podcast comes out. But figured I'd uh, let the mo grow a little bit. And uh, I'm starting to grow a little bit attached to it. So I don't know if I'll be shaving it anytime soon. Uh, you, look, definitely you look good, dude. You look good. <laughs> I appreciate that. I needed that reassurance. But uh, speaking of things that don't need reassurance, this episode, because it is going to be a great interview with uh, the second overall pick in the NLL draft, current member of the Philadelphia Wings. We got Chris Cluche coming up a little bit later in this episode. So you're not going to want to miss that. But before we kick it to Klutz. The biggest Let's news talk. in lacrosse right Let's now is chat. the 2018-19 NLL season has been saved. Uh, so for anyone who's been paying attention, this is something that it was it was a little dicey for a little bit there. I mean, two seas- or two weeks of the season had already been canceled because the league and the Players Association, they couldn't come to terms in an agreement on the CBA. So they had to cancel the first two weeks of the season. So this episode's coming out on, what is it, Friday, November 30th. The season was supposed to start tomorrow, Saturday, December 1st, but first two weeks of the season axed. Then it was coming out. Hey, these fucking bozos, they can't agree still. They already axed two weeks of the season. They can't get it right even now. They were about to announce that two more weeks of the season were going to be canceled. Almost a full month of the season would have been gone. But at the last minute, the boys, they, I guess they locked themselves in a room. They had a nice little peace treaty going on there. Maybe they had a few beers together. Maybe they smoked a few blunts together. Who knows? But we're but back they, on. They, they, we're back we're on. Back on. The season's here. And... Uh, Robbie, yo, as as a lover of lacrosse, all things lacrosse, you got to be pumped about you, it. You have to be pumped. I mean, it's another – I mean, what's going on with the MLL and PLL we covered in our last episode, but having this indoor game and the expansions of the new teams, you know, th- this is huge. And you put it perfectly with your analogy on Twitter about the semi-popular to unpopular kid having a birthday party, hyping it up, then – Telling everyone who was invited to the birthday party, hey, we're, I'm going to push this back two weeks. That kind of makes people a little less excited. Then, then he goes, I'm going to push it another two weeks. Then some people don't want to go. And that's that was the worst part about this lockout. It wasn't – you know, lacrosse is in a spot where we're in no position to have a lockout. And it would have been a really, really tough look. So for me as a fan of lacrosse, this is this was big because this would have been a huge, huge um, delay in lacrosse to ultimately become the sport of the future, which it will be. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the one thing that I've been saying, uh, you know, while that whole while everything was still up in the air, while the, the PLPA and the NLL still still couldn't come to an agreement. The one thing I kept saying is like you look at the the NFL and obviously, like, I don't want to be comparing the NLL to the NFL. No, you can't. They're, they're not there yet. But, like, listen, if you're a professional sports mm. league, like, you should always strive to be the NFL because, like, that's obviously the epitome of pro sports. Like, if you're not trying to be the NFL, that'd be, like, 
that'd be like, hey, like I want to be a bodybuilder, but I, I want to have like Seth Rogen's body. Like no friends <laughs> to Seth Rogen or anything like that. But like you should want to be the NFL. But the thing with the NFL, they can have a lockout that goes Yeah, on. they can afford to have a lockout. And it can go on for two years. Uh, it can go on for three years. And people will still, still come flying back. The moment but, that it's resolved, people will come right back. But the NLL... Like, listen, we just have to be real with each other. Yeah. People aren't, like, they're going to be diehard NLL fans. Like, there, there's, but there's not many of them. So for the casual fan, for people, you know, who are excited about these new expansion teams coming in, for people who are excited for these new to Americans to get in. Yeah, there. yeah, I was going to say, there, there's, I mean, this year, I mean, you, you were at the draft. You got a shout out by the commish, which, props. Um, but... You know, this this is a year that they have a new commissioner. You know, the, the league is being rebuilt. We're seeing a ton of American and ton of popular, popular names that are building their own brands uh, in the field game that are coming to the box game now, which, which is going to be huge for the sport. Like, you're going to want to see Connor Fields play in the box, you know? Um, I, you know, you have a ton of, and a ton of talent, and, now, and we talked about it with the PLL. You know, social media is becoming huge, and... I, I kind of went on a little bit of a tear there, but essentially, you know, this was a this there was a lot of expectations for this year's NLL, and this was finally going to be the year that they figured it out, and they were going to get away from the PlayStation Blast Lacrosse League era. And shout out to Blast Lacrosse! Though, shout out to Blast Lacrosse! That that is one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I mean, this is amazing, and I, I'm sure you and Chris touched on it earlier. Um, Right, you guys touched on it later in the interview. Um, I unfortunately was not able to make the interview, but you know this is—I'm uh, glad everything got figured out. You know, the, the sport itself could not afford to have a lockout. That would have gone on yeah. for over X amount of time. Yeah, and and I mean, you hit it right there. That there was there was so much uh, anticipation and expectation for the season. So it would have been a real goddamn shame if you know the season was just a wash. And I think you know if you canceled those next to weeks three and four of the season and you had like a whole month of the season gone i think at that point like i don't think that there was any saving the season from there um so the fact that they were able to you know the the fact that it's only a two-week lockout i think the majority of people might not even have like noticed uh that those first two weeks of the season were lost um so you know as far as you know it, it's it's just a little cut you know, obviously it sucks that those first two weeks are gone, but the fact that they were able to save the season and now it'll get going on December 15th, shout out to the Philadelphia Wings 2.0 having their uh, home opener that day. But the fact that that's going, um, you know, it it's great because, it, again, it would have been a real goddamn shame if we lost that. Um, you know, and I think... I think one thing that people kind of need to understand, uh, you know, how we got to where we're at right now, how this NLL uh, season was so in jeopardy, like there's, it's, it's almost like, so it's almost like the NLL put themselves in a perfect shit storm because, you know, you think about the guys who play in the NLL, guys who play professional lacrosse, they're getting there. But as of right now, you know, the PLL starting and all those guys can be full-time professional athletes. The NLL now with this new CBA, they're going to be making a little bit more money so they can make a living playing lacrosse. But up until this year, guys still needed to have second jobs and shit like that. So the thing is, when you have a lockout with a bunch of guys who because they don't get paid enough playing lacrosse because they have those second jobs, whether it's, you know, whether they're working in an office or they're coaching a team or whatever, it's not like having the lockout 
is necessarily stopping these guys from getting paid because they all have second jobs. So like they're getting yeah. money regardless. So it's not like they're. But in- still, yeah, and I mean, and I, I believe you touched on this in a blog. But these players are moving to the certain cities as well, and they're paying for these rents, and you know, it's yeah, not easy. But but the thing is though, is like because lacrosse players haven't gotten paid that much until now. Like they're not. Obviously, they would like the money from the NLO. I don't think anyone's. Are you there. just talking about having a second source of income as far as yeah, I for the NLO? Exactly. Yeah. So, because they have that second source of income, like they're still getting paid while the lockout's going. It might not be much, but they're still getting something. On the other hand, though, you look at these NLO owners, and most of them are all, you know, they, they either, a lot of them are all. Uh, already this, owners. Already owners of, of like teams. NHL teams. Club, so, like, yeah. yeah, so Comcast, they own the Flyers, now they own the Wings. Uh, Colorado has the Avalanche and the Mo- and the Mammoth. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks just bought the Vancouver Stealth, and then they renamed them the Vancouver Warriors. But like a the lot guy of- from San Diego, he's well, he's he's uh, like a Chinese billionaire, Joe. Sa- yeah. Also, Gail Lacrosse, shout out national champions Ben Reeves. Still got to get that bastard on the pod. But so what I'm saying though is, so the players they're getting they have a second source of income, so they're still getting paid regardless of the lockout. The owners, these are all guys who all they mostly own NHL teams. So like they're making money regardless of the NLL season or not. They're thinking to themselves like, listen, if we cancel this NLL season, it's really better for me because like I'm not going to be losing money on the NLL and I'll still be making money from the NHL. So you had both of these sides uh, because of where lacrosse is. Obviously, everyone wanted to play, but because of where the sport has got to, neither of them were necessarily in a panic mode to get the season going. Now, obviously, the players probably wanted it the most just because they're invested in the game. They want to see the game do well. Yeah. They want to put perform for the fans. Like They didn't want to let the fans down, but like both sides didn't necessarily need to get something done immediately and that's how we got to where we are today but luckily the the pll's coming in and they're taking they're hooking up the players in the field game this new cba is a five-year cba so these guys will be good for the next five years and then hopefully the sport just continues to grow from there and by the time that they need to negotiate on a new cba hopefully lacrosse will be so fucking advanced at that point that it won't even be a question on whether or not to to pay the players. So I know that this was a a painstaking process for a lot of fans, a lot of players and shit like that. Uh, But you have to know that, you know, it's, it wasn't necessarily that uh, I don't want to say like avoidable, but like you need to like, it's a very understandable thing that happened. And luckily both sides were able to be like, all right, like we're not going to fuck up this whole season. We made our points. Now let's get to it. You know, which, yeah. which which is great. So, uh, you know, but but the thing that's most important here is the season is going. And Robbie O, the Wings start their season on December fifteenth. We gotta get your ass down uh, to round, Philly. Round two. <laughs> we gotta get you down to for for a true experience because you know. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait! A true Philly uh, Philadelphia Wings game experience or a f- true I'm sleeping on your couch experience because that <laughs> that the, already did. The, well, the two go hand in hand, so okay. it'll be a little bit of both. But you know, you're you're this this North Jersey kid. You're clean Damn. cut. You're living in Manhattan. I gotta get gritty. No pun intended. I, that's that's what I'm kind of saying. Here. Sweet, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of, uh, what is the new mascot's name? And I know, obviously, it's it's tough radio talk because you can't see him. But you guys gotta look him up. He's essentially gritty 2.0. A poor man's gritty. Is it a bird? 
so I don't quite know what Winston is, the Philadelphia Wings. Winston, it's, that's it's, it. It's, it's been a big year for mascots in Philadelphia sports. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll I, have to... Uh, you guys are not the city of champions. I know you will say it, Super Bowl champions, all this. But you guys are the, the mascot city of champions. You're not, not the city of champions. I, I would say per capita, Philly definitely leads the world in mascots. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be doing some stuff with the Wings uh, yeah. throughout the season. So we'll definitely have, uh, you know, we'll definitely have some videos with Winston uh, here and there that fucking bastard i mean he's yeah. listen he's winston i love you buddy but you're no gritty gritty is like gritty is probably <laughs> i don't even want to know what Gritty's doing right now he's probably in some basement somewhere just, just <laughs> railing <laughs> yeah I, my imagination just went into a dark place gritty's coming off of like a, a nine just, day bender right yeah. now that fucking scumbag love that bastard. oh that's amazing but no i will uh, i will definitely get my ass uh, get my ass down to philly and uh, i'll be cheering on the wings hey and i'm not i don't have an allegiance to an nll team so i'm all on the wings with you yeah, I'm 100% in. If you can accept me, I will join the Wings bandwagon. I, here's the thing. Yeah. I, 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 I hopped on the Dane train uh, during college cross season I, with you. I, I really want you on, on the wing uh, train okay. there. But, I fill out the application. But I, I want you to experience free agency a little bit. So if any okay. NLL teams are, are listening <laughs> out here, just know that Robbie O is a fan free agent. I like and, it. And uh, you, you got to do what you can to, to swoop him up. But right now, Wings are the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, and hopefully the Wings are the leader Open in the clubhouse come the season. But uh but yeah, I'm roster is stacked, by the way. But yeah, no, there will be no shortage of NLL coverage. Uh, make sure you guys are following both our Instagram and social pages at the Crease Dive. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, a lot to come. I'm excited. It's another uh, season uh, we get to cover. I mean, I would say we had a very, very successful college cross season with the I, Crease Dive. I, I, I think I speak humble. on behalf of everyone uh, when I say humble. when I say that uh, you know we we. We crushed, we did a, we we did crushed college we crushed cross, it. not a big deal or anything yeah. like that. And uh, and yeah, we're, we're getting ready to crush the NLL season. And to kick that off, let's bring it right into our interview with the second overall pick in the 2018 NLL draft. Coming to us from the Philadelphia Wings, we've got Chris Cluche. The big CC. And joining us right now on the podcast, we have second overall draft pick to the Philadelphia Wings. He's not exactly uh, new to Philly because he's been here before on a pretty big stage at Lincoln Financial Field. We will get to that later. But uh, one of the newest members to the Philadelphia Wings 2.0, we've got Chris Cluche on the line. Chris, buddy, what is up? And thank you for coming on. Yeah, not much. Just kind of enjoying my time in Philly right now. Came to visit. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so what what are you doing right now? I mean, uh, did, did you end up, are, are you going to make the move to Philly? Or are you rooming with a guy? What's the life of Chris Cluche looking like right now? Yeah, so I actually, uh, I'm here right now just kind of visiting for a inside lacrosse photo shoot. But um, I have plans to move in uh, hopefully next week as long as uh, – immigration p1 stuff is all set up for me to move in okay yeah i mean i uh, got got to keep those pesky canadians out of here so yeah exactly uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah uh, speaking of the photo shoot that you just said i uh, i saw some pictures of that we're gonna have to uh, throw that up on our social channels here it's uh you trevor baptiste and matt rambo and the the thick boys are uh I mean, you guys are going to be a lot of fun to watch this year because that is a fucking lineup right there of, oh, yeah. of some 
some absolute buttes. Thick with two C's. <laughs> what's it what's it been like uh you know get, getting to hang around with those guys before i mean i'm sure that you know them uh you know lacrosse is a pretty close-knit community and you've played against those guys in college and shit like that before uh but you know now that you get to be teammates with those guys you know what's that been like yeah it's uh it's awesome you know i've been uh hanging out with trevor this weekend a lot um rambo i'm actually going to be rooming with when i do move in so <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be a fun time. But, uh, you know, uh, those guys are just, you know, you come to learn to gr- when you when you play against guys, you don't really like them or whatever. And especially Maryland, like UNC kind of had a hate for Maryland when I was there. And, uh, and then afterwards, you realize that, you know, they're actually pretty good dudes. And, uh, you know, I'm pumped to move in with Rambo and I think it's going to be a wicked time. Yeah, I mean, uh, that that dynamic right there is, uh, you know, we go back to 2016 Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and it's it's Kluche dropping the hammer, the, the game winner in that national championship game right in Rambo's face. Uh, <laughs> l- luckily, Matty was able to get a national championship ring of him for himself the next year, uh, but you, I, th- I think that that would be a little bit awkward if you were living with him and you just got to flash that bling in his face all the time, 24-7. Uh, you know, you guys talk about that one a lot? Oh, yeah, and I'm still gonna because <laughs> when it comes down to it, I beat him in the, when it counts, and – when he won, it wasn't against UNC, so you know they might they might as well just like wipe that one off the record books. It doesn't yeah. count. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, we were we were wow. actually saying it was pretty cool yesterday. We were all hanging out and we were all like, "Hey, we all beat each other for a championship here." <laughs> like yeah, like, yeah, once, it, like Trevor beat Rambo, I beat Rambo, and then Rambo beat Trevor in the playoffs to get to the championship. Yeah, and uh, wait, so yeah, I, f- I guess I forgot about that. That Trevor won his in Philly as well. Then, right? That would have been yeah. the year before. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so that I mean, the Wings, man. I mean, they're bringing in some guys who know how to win on the big stage in Philly, and they're just loading up this roster with with champs. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's got to be in the blood. So uh, you know, does it does it feel um, you know th- does it feel kind of like cool being back here? you know, where, where you were able to score that goal. Like, I'm sure that that's, you know, one of the top highlights of your lacrosse playing career. Um, so now that you get, get to call a place like this home and, and you kind of always have that memory, you know, what's, what's that like? Yeah, it's definitely the top moment of my life for sure. And, uh, you know, being back here is just unreal. And, you know, uh, all weekend here while I've been visiting, I've been hanging around the Xfinity center and being able to see it. And it was actually cool when we were Ubering in, I was like, oh, like I was telling Trevor, this is where our bus came in and like all the UNC fans lined up on the road to like welcome us in. And, um, you know, it was just kind of really cool to see that all again. And um, I'm pumped to be back here as, you know, um, got some uh, good juju here in in Philly. So, you know, just the feeling coming back is just, uh, you know, everything's good and positive. So I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, and the best news about that is that uh, you are able to come back because for a while there, uh, you know, the NLL was, you know, unfortunately the first two weeks of the season uh, had to get canceled after the league and the Players Association couldn't, uh, you know, come to terms on a CBA. 
Luckily, that didn't affect the Wings at all because you guys don't start until December 15th anyway. Um, but, you know, while, while that whole lockout's going on, you know, um, you know, I, I guess maybe maybe talk to us a little bit about, you know, what's it like? Um, you know, you're, you're a new guy coming into the league, so, I'm, you know, I'm sure that you probably don't have a ton of on-hand involvement in those negotiations and everything like that. Um, but, you know, while that's going on, you know, there's so much up in the air. You don't know if you know, if the season's going to survive or not, um, you know, so, you know, what were those last couple weeks like for you while the league was trying to figure this out and see if they could salvage the season, which fortunately they did. And uh, a new five-year CBA was signed and the boys are ready to go. But, you know, th- those had to be some, some stressful weeks. Yeah, for sure. Like um, I was just telling Dana here in the office that uh, um, we, uh, when, when I first got drafted and I was supposed to be like, I, uh, talk to coach and we were, if we got it figured out like I was gonna move in November 1st so I uh went and quit my job got packed up packed up like my life and was ready to move to Philly and then I found out that we're not allowed to move to Philly until uh, the CBA is signed so uh I quit my job to do that so then uh, I was like all right you know what that's fine I'll take these next couple weeks off work or this next week I, I figured it'd only take a week which I was wrong about but um I took the week off work and uh, I was like, yeah, I'll just like work out and, you know, try and be in the best shape I can possibly be. in when I get to camp, it might actually be beneficial for me now. And uh, it turned out being longer. So I went and got my job back because I was starting to think like, oh, shit, like what happens if this doesn't, you know, go through. But then at the same time, you know, being a rookie, you got to kind of trust the vets who are kind of handling the situation on our behalf and know that they they got our best interest in mind and uh they're they're gonna get a deal done and make sure everyone's happy like uh you know that in the end that's what's that's what it's all about so yeah i mean that was uh you know something that was i mean there there are a lot of uh you know uh nll guys who have stayed in philly after playing for the first wings organization so you know there are some guys around here and you know from what i've heard it it just sounds like you know the boys were all unified on this one they weren't going to give in um and i think that that's fucking huge moving forward for you guys uh especially you know with the uh with, with the premier lacrosse league coming in a uh, a league that you will be making the switch over to correct you're you're going pll yeah. next season yes so i mean with, with a league like that coming in um that's motto is you know really for the players by the players um you know having the players best interests in mind uh i, I think that it's great that you know the NL, <clears throat> that the nll guys uh you know weren't gonna kind of give in here and, and let the owners really have their way with them um you know, and I think that that's that's huge for the for the game moving forward because you guys are at a point now in professional lacrosse where guys can really make a living playing this game between between the the PLL and you know now with this new CBA and the NLL and we're seeing a lot of guys, um, you know, field guys coming over to play box like Baptiste and and Rambo, and we're seeing a lot of box guys going out and playing on the field. Um, you know, you guys are, are at a point now where you can, you know, really make a living doing this, which is great for the game moving forward. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the dream growing up. Like I grew up thinking like being told and, you know, kind of knowing that like, I'm always going to have to have a second job and, you know, that kind of sucks, especially when you finally make it and you're, you can, you can say you're a professional cross player, but really you still have to have another job. Whereas now with what Rabel's doing, um, you know, a lot of guys can now kind of take a, take that 
next step into becoming actual full-time lacrosse players, which is uh, like, it's kind of opened up the doors for me to be able to do so. Otherwise I'd have to keep my job and fly in and out of Kitchener, Ontario. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a great opportunity for guys and a great opportunity for the sport to grow and, you know, finally get it to uh, maybe, you know, be equal with uh, some of the other sports out there. You know, at least it's a step in the right direction. And uh, yeah, yeah so growing up it's like finally it's you now now kids like when i was a kid i'd like dream of put, being in the nll but i knew that i'd have to have a job like my teacher at school played in the nll but he was a full-time teacher so like i kind of knew like that was how it was going to be but now kids are finally gonna like kids now are gonna be able to say like i want to be a lacrosse player when i grow up and that's all i'm gonna have to do maybe if it keeps going in yeah. this direction Absolutely. And, and especially with the way that, um, you know, one of the biggest things that, you know, the MLL kind of followed up here on, on the footsteps of the PLL with this one, um, but kind of switching that schedule for the outdoor league uh, to start after the, the NLL season is already wrapped up. Um, you know, I, I think that having those, you know, if, if we're talking PLL and NLL, I think having those two leagues, um, you know, kind of on the same page there where there's no overlap is going to be even bigger for the game uh, because we're going to be able to see more guys like yourself uh, who, you know, you excel in the box game and on the field game. I mean, uh, you second overall pick the NLL and you were you're coming off rookie of the year in the MLL. Um, you know, national champion in the field game. And, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot more guys uh, crossing over. I mean, you, you played Six Nations with guys like uh, DeHoga and Bomberry and Austin Stats. I mean, these are all guys who are fucking nasty, yourself included, but just nasty at, at the box level and at the field level. Um, and when you can just let those two leagues kind of cooperate like that so that there's no overlap and guys don't have to choose between if I'm playing box or if I'm playing field, I mean, that just opens up a ton of opportunities. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's uh, you get back to that that thing like it's it's that dream that all of us had when we were kids. That's uh, we always kind of had the dream and knew that it wasn't going to be a reality. And now it's actually turning out that it might actually in the next few years grow to be that reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like you said, uh, you know, guys crossing over, you know, now you have a bunch of and especially with two expansion teams, it opens up the way for. Now field guys, guys who are predominantly field like Rambo to, you know, ha try their try their shoot their shot at, at box and, you know, uh, you know, kind of ease into it with uh, expansion teams and and uh, with uh, preseason. Now we can, you know, whatever Rambo guys like Rambo or, or Gutterding need to learn about box because it is a completely different game. Like they have the time to to learn now and and try and make that transition. Yeah, and I think not only do you know the players like that uh, get to learn to make that transition, but also the I mean, the wings were here in Philly before, um, and, and there's there's obviously you know there's there's a big box lacrosse following here in Philly, um, but it, it's still not quite as mainstream here in the states as as field lacrosse, um, you know. So a lot of people here in the states. They know Chris Cloutier as, you know, UNC. They know Chris Cloutier as, you know, one rookie of the year with Denver. Um, you know, they know your field game, uh, but but now they'll get to see your box game. And I think that, you know, that'll probably give them a little bit more of an appreciation for the shit that you do on the field. I mean, 
uh, if you take a look through our social channels over the last over the last season, a lot of highlights are one-handed goals from Klutz. Um, you know, and I think that that's probably something that you that you picked up playing box your whole life and and those tight, you know, tight corners. So, um, you know, you know, I guess my question here is, uh, you, you know, what what can people expect? Um, who are familiar with the game, with the field game, you know, what can they expect when they go to see a box game? It's, it's not going to be the same Chris Kluge that you saw winning the national championship on the link. Um, but, you know, what, what, what can they expect out of that? Um, yeah, you know, like box is a completely different game. Like you got to you got to change the way you play. Like the reason I'm able to just, you know, like score one handed in, in field is because um, everything's so much tighter in box. And I grew up playing in such a tight scenarios where sometimes all you can do is put it in one hand and, and, and throw it in the net or throw it at the net to get a reset. Whereas in field it now, it's not just a reset. It's a, it's a, you know, good op- opportunity at the net because the net's so much bigger. And when you make the transition into from box to field, it's like everything kind of opens up. So now you're going to see all these guys who were, you know, unreal at field now, now you're going to see like where that all that technicality comes from and all that skill comes from because when it all gets in tight and close quarters, you know, it's uh, it's a lot quicker and, you know, uh, in my in my opinion, it's a lot more fun to watch. Yeah, I have always said that if there's one version of the game that's built for TV, that it's it's the box game, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit more fast paced. And then the one thing that especially here in Philly people go fucking crazy for is the overall physicality of box um, it, compared to the field game. I mean, it is, it's a physical sport. You've got to be just fucking mucking and grinding the entire time. And you know, you, you were, uh, you were at the flyers game last night. Uh, unfortunately they blew a third, a uh, third period lead, which is, you know, kind of what they do. Um, <laughs> But I'm sure that while you were at that game last night, I mean, Dale Weiss had a fight, and I'm sure that the fans were going nuts for that first couple periods. The Flyers were, you know, they were finishing their hits, and, you know, people in Philly live for that shit. Um, and, and I think that that's, you know, something that, again, I, I don't think that it's just a Philly thing, but I think once more people in the States get to watch box, and it's going to be big now, you know, with a couple more expansion teams coming in the United States, uh, the Bleacher Report deal where more people can be able to see it. I, th- I think people are really going to fall in love with the physicality of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the beauty part about uh, Philly is with the expansion team, um, I keep telling everyone, like everyone thinks like there's going to be growing pains and whatnot. But I say, like, you know what? Not not really, because we got we got a bunch of talented guys in the expansion draft and a lot of uh, talented guys in the in the entry draft that all kind of have a point to prove. You know what I mean? Uh, we're not a team that's been around, been together for a while. So we're, we got a point to prove to come in. And we're going to do that by coming in and, you know, working our asses off and, and, and being that physical team and, you know, leaving it out there, leave, putting our bodies on the line sort of thing. So you're going to get a lot of that excitement, I think, out of us this year. Yeah, and I think that that's what people in the city are, you know, they're, they're hungry for. I mean, they want people to go out there and kind of represent you know, how, how the city grinds. And, uh, you know, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I think you guys are going to go out there and, you know, every single game is going to be a battle and that's, what's going to draw people in. Um, you know, people want to see, you know, in, in high intensity lacrosse and, and that's what you're going to get out of this one. Um, so, you know, cu- coming, 
you know, looking forward to the season here. So obviously you guys are getting, are you guys getting a, a later start than, yeah, I guess you are getting a little bit of a later start than you intended on getting to training camp. But uh, yeah. so, so where are you guys going for that? Um, so we are, uh, this weekend we'll be in Buffalo um, for the, our first training camp. We got um, a couple practices on Saturday and then uh, we're going to scrimmage against Buffalo on Sunday. So we're kind of just being thrown right in there, see how we do, um, which is exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to see, like, you know, uh, how how guys are, uh, you know, especially with this extended time off, how guys are going to be able to come back and, you know, kind of jump right into things rather than ease ease into it, which sometimes can be good. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, like, I, I'd rather play games every day than than practice, but obviously practice, you got you to do it. <laughs> but... Um, it's a, it's it's a more it's a fun way for guys to learn uh, real quick. Um, we're gonna kind of have uh, Saturday practice where we kind of uh, do do a couple drills, but mostly getting the offense and defense working together, and then test it out on Sunday and you know see how we do. Love that. Well, I'm I'm sure that you're uh, you're itching to get to get going this season. So uh, you know I'll I'll let you go pretty soon here. Just a couple couple closing questions here. So. Uh, I think the whole lacrosse world knows that uh, you're you're a big Putin guy. Yeah, yeah, Putin. So uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't think that there are a lot of options for for Putin in Philly. But uh, you know, once you get back from from training camp and and once you're all settled in with uh, with Rambo, Jesus Christ, what a house that's going to be. <laughs> uh, once you get all settled in, we're we're going to have to you know go out on the town in Philly and find all the best poutine spots and give them some reviews. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm all about that. Yeah, I, I think that you know there might be like two or three places where you can find it. So we'll we'll see if it lives up to your standards, and uh, you know we'll give that one a go. And uh, so one, one last thing here. So the pronunciation of your name has been butchered pretty much my, my entire yeah you know, my entire career. <laughs> so so it, it is Cluche. Yeah, Cluche. But there there is a Sean Couturier that plays for the Philadelphia Flyers, and I want you to set an over under on the amount of months it takes for people to not fall into the trap of saying Clutorier. Yeah, that's uh that's gonna be tough. Um I'm gonna give I'm, it I'm saying I'm saying like six months at I would, least. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say about six months. About the time about the time I'll be getting, you know, packed up to head back home for the summer, I'll uh people might have it have it down. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll try to make a bit of a uh, point to to get that one right. But uh, hey, man, as long as you keep scoring, I think that people are gonna get that last name pretty quickly. So feed the back of that net, and uh, hey, best of luck to you coming up this season. Really looking forward to seeing you out there with the wings, and appreciate you coming on, man. We're gonna have to get you back on here again while the season's going. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me.
All right, and big thanks again to Clutes for hopping on the podcast before he takes off to Buffalo for Wings training camp. Looking forward to seeing a lot of big things coming out of him this season, as well as the rest of the Wings and as well as the rest of the players in the NLL. Kind of want to close this one out here on just giving a shout-out to all the NLL players out there for staying strong and unified during those negotiations. I know that had to be a bitch, uh, you know, and I know that a lot of those guys, you know, they were probably chomping at the bit for the season to get going, and they're probably a little pissed off that you know those first two weeks of the season are gone uh but you know these these guys they stayed strong they stayed unified and you know as much as it must have sucked in the moment uh it's it's gonna be huge for the future generations of lacrosse players to come through the league uh so you know they kind of made a little bit of a sacrifice there but you know hopefully we'll see that paying off five ten years from now so shout out to all those guys uh before we wrap this thing up Make sure to follow us on all of our social channels. We are at The Crease Dive on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also, Robbie O, myself, we've uh, started filming while we record. So, uh, you know, as soon as we figure out kind of how to edit down those videos, because Robbie O and myself, we both got stick skills for days. But as far as technology goes, we are fucking clueless. Uh, so once we figure out how to kind of condense those videos a little bit, we'll uh, maybe we'll get a YouTube channel going. So look forward to this to that in the future and uh but yeah follow us on twitter and instagram at the crease dive make sure to tell your friends tell your family subscribe and download this shit we need uh listeners out there people come the fuck on tell your coach tell your players tell everybody you know that the crease dive is slinging that fire and we will be getting back to a pretty regular schedule here once the nll season gets going i know we've kind of been sporadic here and there but you know once the season gets going we'll have a ton of new shit to talk about and we'll be back to uh you know going weekly here and last thing here make sure to check out this week's episode of zero blog 30 on the barstool sports podcast network uh they're getting on the show this week is Paul Rabel. Maybe you've heard of that guy before. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, Loda High to the day we die. We out. DA got that dope. Ice water turn Atlantic. Night calling in a phantom. Told them, hold it, don't you panic. Took an yeah. island, fucked the mansion. Drop the roof, more expansion. Drive a coupe, you can stand in the bitches undercover. I'm an ass and titty lover. Guess we all meant for each other. Now that all the dogs free, and we out in these streets. Can you do it? Can you pop it for me? Pull up in a demon on guard. Looking like I still do fraud. Flying private jet with the rod. It's that Z shit. It's that Z shit. Pull up in a demon on guard. Looking like I still do fraud. Flying private jet with the rod. Blow the brains at the coop. Polly wanna top, but I'm on mute. I'ma bust her wrist out cause she cute. Fuck her on the yacht, I've been a pool. She an addict, addict for the lifestyle in the paddock. Daddy, have you ever felt Chanel fabric? I be dripping to death, I need a casket. And we got more strikes than the rough. He foul tech em. In the middle of the field, like David Beckham. All my niggas locked up for real, I'm trying to help him. When I got a meal, got me the chills, don't know what happened. Hot pill, do what you feel, I'm on that zombie. I'm more like Gaddafi, I'm not no Gundy. I'm more like I'm David Goliath running. Niggas be cloning, I find it funny. Clone. We from the north, straight out the dungeon. We the north. I go in the mouth, she comes to me nothing. 300 the watches out of your budget. Mean mugging got me clutching. Yeah. And it stick right out of rubber.
Russia. Ice water turn Atlantic. Night calling in a phantom. Told them, hold it, don't you panic. Took an island for the mansion. Drop the roof, more expansion. Drive a coupe, you can stand it. Bridges undercover. I'm an ass and titty lover. Guess we all meant for each other. Now that all the dogs free. And we out in these streets.